You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Nicholas and his beautiful wife, Nicola, have been like brothers and sisters to uh, Esther and myself over the last four years. It's been an amazing relationship. And, and today we don't invite a visiting speaker, but a trusted prophetic voice into our house and leadership. I remember probably two or three years ago at the start of the year, we had an elders and directors meeting, seeking the Lord for the start of the year. And we'd emailed out to, to Nick and Nicholas said, is there anything prophetic you want to feed in? And Nicholas was on holiday uh, 12 hours different to us, and he said, let me get up. It was like early in his morning. Can I Skype in and join your meeting from the other side of the world? And so uh, we haven't seen him on our morning service, although he's been through our ministries over the last four years. And uh, so we're just so thrilled to have Nicholas here. And I uh, want to welcome him, invite you to give him a welcome. Open your hearts. Receive a man of God. This is uh, Pastor Nicholas Sarkis. Praise God. Good morning. Morning. Let me just say it this way. Good morning, family. Turn to the person next to you and say, good morning, family. family. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It's really great to be here again. I was just here in March. And it has been a while since I've been here with you on on a Sunday morning. But I'm sure there's a lot of people that come through and say, look, this feels like home. But for me, I'm just picking up where I left off. And it's true for myself and for Nicola, you know, Pastor Martin and Esther, they're our brothers and sisters in Christ. And for us, we are, you know, thankful to God, um, to our dear friends, uh, which I believe will be a long-term relationship as we allow the Holy Spirit just to fuse things together as we move forward into the future. How many know that God is a good God and uh, we can be here today in Coventry and my church over in Melbourne, Australia, and we've got something in common and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. There is great unity in his name. There is great power in his name. Can anybody say amen? Amen. Can you give God a great hand of praise? Now, for some of you that that don't know me, my name is Nicholas, and I'm married to Nicola, who was actually born in the UK and moved to Australia in 1980. And we have three sons, two older sons that are married, a younger son who is 14 going on to 21. (laughs) And he's an incredible young guy, love him heaps. So, So we've been blessed uh, with, with a great marriage, not perfect marriage, but a good marriage, blessed with three wonderful sons, two wonderful daughter-in-laws, which I see them as my daughters, and, uh, and another son at home. But the exciting things for some of you that will understand where I'm coming from, I've crossed over. Everybody say cross over. I've crossed over into the grandparent land. Yeah. You know the people that would come up to you and show you photos that you pretty much don't want to look at, but they're going to bring them out anyway. And I remember those people. And I just say in my heart, I just say, just put them away. I'm not interested. Please, I don't hope I'm not offending anybody here today, but I think it's the truth. But I become one of those people. And with the age of technology and smartphones, let me just show you a picture of my two grandsons. Hey? What are you you supposed to go, oh, (laughs) just look interested anyway. That would be good. 
So Joey is on my left and Caleb is on my right. So thank you very much for showing everybody my wonderful grandchildren. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. Um, in March, I was here in March and I, I was upstairs. We were in a meeting with, I think, with the young adults with Ryan and Sarah. And they asked me to come and speak. Come speak on some areas of the prophetic or demystifying the prophetic. And so I thought, yep, sure, not a problem. And I had the privilege and again, just connecting and loving every moment of it. But when I walked into the room, the room was full of people. And when I walked in the room, I just sensed uh, the presence of God. Um, I sensed it with a sense of anticipation that there was a, a lot of people in that room with an anticipation and an expectation that God was going to move. It just dawned, me, dawned on me on that day and on that night how we as believers could put so much expectation and anticipation when we gather together and so we should because we take faith and connect it with somebody else's faith, your measure of faith, and it becomes very powerful in the presence of God. Does anyone agree? But it dawned on me is that we as a group of people, we could put so much expectations on a meeting and an event and let me just clarify, so we should. But just could we just explore and could we take that anticipation and that expectation into our daily lives? So from the time we wake up on Monday morning, that we would have an expectation that our God is a good God and He will move amongst us starting from tomorrow morning. Moving from an event to our daily lives, going from faith and allowing expectation to be the conduit to see that faith outflow in our life every day. So the first thing I want to speak to you about, the first point, I want to talk to you about the source of our expectation is God. The title today I want to speak to you about is Godly Expectation. Say it with me, Godly Expectation. The first point, the source of our expectation is God, our hope. In Romans 15, 13, it reads, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. What a powerful scripture this morning. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. That you will overflow with confident hope, expectation through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking to you today about godly expectation. That's the very thing that you and I are going to focus on today. In Psalm 62, verse 5, it reads, My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. 
I believe today, before we move any further in the area of expectation in our life as Christians, as the people of God, let's build a foundation earlier on that the source of our expectation is God. Because our God will never let us down. Now, He may allow certain things to happen. We're going to just trust God sovereignly in that. It's not promising that life will be smooth sailing every day. It's not promising that you and I will not have challenges. It's not promising that you and I won't experience grief or or any crises in life because they are the realities. But in the midst of all that, we can be people that can have an expectation in our life on a daily level that our God is good and forever faithful. You see, the message reads, everything I hope for comes from Him. Are we getting the point this morning? Before we launch out and we explore this area of expectation, let me just build that foundation in our hearts and our lives today that our God is the source of our expectation. Would you pray with me today? Father, we just thank you today in your house. Holy Spirit, we know that you are here. I just pray today for an open heaven. We pray for an open heaven. We declare, let faith arise and every enemy be scattered in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to hear from you today, Lord God. We have the opportunity. We incline our ear. We open our heart. We have the mind of Christ to receive from you today. Even though that we hear from the lips of a man, we want to hear from the throne room of God. We honor you. We glorify you. And we declare, have your way in your house. In Jesus' name, amen. I know, and I'm sure you know, that unfulfilled expectations leads to disappointment. It really does. And while we may not have the time to explore it, but really, that's exactly what happens when our expectations are not fulfilled. It will lead us to that place of disappointments. You know, it could be the fact that broken promises, wherever You might be or whatever you've walked through or your past experiences or mine or unrealistic expectations. Sometimes we put so much unrealistic expectation upon ourselves. We can put unrealistic expectation on somebody else. For me, I love my wife. She's my dear companion. We've been married now for nearly 28 years. And I couldn't think of living without her. But she can only really fulfill so much aspects of my life. And at times we unintentionally, as we go on along, who's married here today? Unintentionally, we can have disagreements. There could be some disappointments along the way and we go through the journey of life and and there sometimes can be disappointments, but there's one thing that we can agree on that God does not disappoint. You see, unfulfilled expectation leads to disappointment or the disappointment of delayed expectation. You know, the the very things that you're waiting for, hang in there. Don't give up. 
Stand firm on the word of the Lord. Stand firm on His promise. It's only delayed, but the answer is coming. So this morning, I pray that as I speak, that we would shake off, shake off, shake off disappointment. In Jesus' name. You see, unfulfilled expectation can make it easier to expect nothing than to be disappointed. Isn't that the truth? You know, but the Bible encourages us who trust in the Lord to expect good things from Him. You know, I read it before, Psalm 62 verse 5, my expectation is from Him. Can anybody say amen? Amen. We have this promise in Proverbs 23, 18, for surely there is an end and thine expectation shall not be cut off. In Proverbs 24, verse 14, your expectation shall not be cut off. Faith and expectation. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for. We can have confidence. Everybody say confidence. In this sort of expectation, because our source of expectation is God. I love the scripture that Jesus Christ is the author and the perfecter or the pioneer of our faith. How many like that scripture? It's a wonderful scripture. I've got a good friend of mine that spoke the message on faith. And we look at faith as a muscle, but I believe we need to look at faith as a gift. And every one of us have a measure of faith. It's life experiences and the journey that we go through will develop that faith. Because if I go through a crisis here a number of years ago, and get through that crisis and God releases His grace and care over you and your faith is activated with the measure that you have, you get through that crisis, you get through that situation. It is amazing when you go through another one over here how much your faith has grown to be able to walk through what God has next for you. Faith and expectation. I believe they do work hand in hand. You see, faith is a gift. It starts with Christ. It ends with Christ and everything in between is Christ. He is our source. The second thing, expect God to move in your life. Rick Warren says this and I quote, God works in people's hearts when we expect him to do so. Expectation, what does it mean? Something will happen, something to look forward to, something good is going to happen. Now you might be thinking and you're looking at me and you're saying, well, Nicholas, I'm not sure that you understand where I'm at right now. I'm not sure that you understand my situation. And you know what? You're right. Every one of us go through circumstances and situations. I remember we went through that, and some of you may know the story. I don't have time to unwrap it, but in 2014, when my oldest son was diagnosed with cancer, and then a month later, I was diagnosed with cancer, and then went through that journey, it was a crisis. And if I could have the time to share with you the emotions that come with that. And then in 2015, when I went into a relapse, and then in 2016, Christopher went into two relapses. 
And, and you, you look at the situation and in the midst of all that, I thank God in 2017 that we are both cancer-free and moving on in the power of Jesus' name. But you see, you may look at me and say, well, you're talking about expectation. They were tough times. But it didn't change the fact that God is good and faithful. I don't like cancer and I know you don't either. Some of you could have experienced or have lost a loved one. It's a wretched thing. But we will still stand firm. We will, no matter what takes place, that our God is a good God and He is faithful. No matter what, no matter what the outcome. You see, for me, my expectations really spring from the confidence in the character of God. Because in those times of our life, that's all we have. That God is good. That God is faithful. That our God is sovereign. That our God is all-powerful. That He is all-true. And guess what? When we ask Him, He gives us wisdom. But most importantly, He is sovereign. That's why I can stand here. That's why we can declare together, despite the circumstances, despite the situation, despite the outcome. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't seem favourably. But how many know that God has no beginning and He has no end? He is sovereign and no matter what, even for me, there is a kingdom that has no end. He is sovereign. Everybody say expectation. I better move on. You can have faith without expectation, but you can't have expectation without faith. You see, if you look with the woman who had the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5. This woman, an incredible woman, she's one of my favourite women in the Bible. A woman with no name. How many know the story of the woman that had the issue of blood? We look at that story and we look at her incredible faith, but we're going to look at the 12 years before that. We've got to look at this woman that she had exhausted all avenues, every resource to get herself well, and she heard that Jesus was coming into town. That was her last hope. She heard if this Jesus was healing people and we, we look at the story, but we've also got to recognise the crowd that followed Jesus because they knew this was a man of God, a man that would carry out miracles. And this woman wasn't supposed to be out in the day, definitely not in a position to touch people because if she touched people, they would be defiled and become unclean. But she said, if only I would just be, have the opportunity to touch Jesus, I would be healed. And she, with a, a daring spirit, with a, a boldness, pushed through the crowd she didn't even get to touch Jesus physically. She just touched the hem of his garment and the Bible says that power came out of him. What an incredible story of the almighty God reaching out to her. She didn't even get the opportunity to touch him, but just the hem of his garment and the power of God healed her. Yes, we know that she had faith. And we, we read stories of people having faith and it starts there. But I believe it was her expectation that day 
that enabled her in faith to receive the healing that Jesus wanted to give to her. And that was the very first time that Jesus even turned around and he said, daughter, daughter, your faith has healed you. Faith and expectation, church, to continue on believing in, in the word of the Lord over our life. I've heard it said that expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. Has not the Lord moved? Look at me just right now. Has not the Lord moved among us? Let me say it over here. Has not the Lord moved amongst us? Has not the Lord moved amongst you? Has not the Lord moved among his church, CLM? Oh Lord, what great days ahead that we could stand in the position that our God is good. He has a purpose for our life. He has a purpose for his church. He's got a purpose for you today. Let's keep expectant. Let's keep a heart of anticipation. Oh God, that our Lord would move. Amen. Yeah, you can put your hands together. Do what you will. The third thing, walk in the attitude of expectancy. Raise your expectations in God. An attitude of expectancy. Even if our circumstances don't seem good at the moment, continue on believing with expectation. Basically for me, I have certain dispositions in my life. What are they for you? For me, uh, in the past, worry would have been and can be a disposition. Does anyone want to be honest too? Just three of you, God bless you. Very good church, very good church. Just because my disposition could lean towards that, it doesn't change the fact that God wants to work in my life. That's why he says, do not worry, because if we weren't worry, he wouldn't mention that do not worry. So what I choose to do is have a, dis, a, a position or disposition of expectation that I, my God will move every day in my life. Faith and expectation. You know, I love the story also of Zacchaeus. Let me just explain something to you about Zacchaeus. I relate to Zacchaeus. What are you laughing at? That's a bit cruel and mean. I thought we were family. You obviously know the story very well. I, I've heard that Zacchaeus is vertically challenged. I don't know what vertically challenged is. is I don't feel short. It's only when I stand next to six foot five guys. Then I've realized I have a disposition. But I'm comfortable with that disposition. But what I find interesting about this story about Zacchaeus is this, that he heard Jesus was coming into town, Zacchaeus, the tax collector. All the crowds, <laughs> crowds, crowds upon crowds gathering around Jesus, following wherever Jesus went. I think it's exciting. There's crowds everywhere. 
And Zacchaeus is doing this. I want to get it. I want to see him. I want to meet him. You know what I mean? I, I relate. I thought, you know what? I'm going to climb that tree and I'm going to position myself with an expectation. And he climbed that tree. He climbed. You see, he wasn't going to allow his circumstances to rob him, one, to see Jesus and just possibly meet Jesus. Do you know what I'm saying? And right in that situation, he climbed up the tree It was his expectation that made Zacchaeus claim, climb the tree, and his expectation got the attention of Jesus. I love that story. Just here, if we were able to just gather here today, I pray for me, and I'm sure it's for you, every Sunday morning, I've got 52 weeks in the year to get it right. (laughs) That's all I got. Every Sunday, I come with an expectation despite the week that has just gone, despite the week that is about to happen. For me, Sunday is the beginning and the end of the week. I bring everything that God has done this last week and I bring everything ready for what God wants to do this week. I have a sense of expectation that God will move amongst us and I have an expectation that God will move amongst us today. And I pray that when you entered in church today, that you came with an expectation, with an anticipation that, Lord, I position myself, I posture myself, I I position myself to receive, I position myself to hear, and I position myself for a miracle for you to do whatever you want to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Number one, the source of our expectation is God. Number two, expect God to move in our life. And number three, walk in the attitude of expectancy. Trust Him. Expect Him to do abundantly more than we could think to ask according to His plans and His purpose. I want to build your faith here right now. I'm just going to share you a story. Back in 2001, Nicola and I had the opportunity of planting a church, our very first church called Empower. And what was interesting is that planting a church, how many know it takes resource and it takes money, correct? And so we started off with 19 people that was with children and we went out and planted a church. Funny thing is I felt the Holy Spirit press it upon me not to go and hire a, a hall or a school hall, but go and find a building and lease it. Oh, my Lord. See, I'm willing to take a risk as long as God has spoken to me. That's not blinded faith. God spoke to me, says, go and find a building. And cut a long story short, there was opportunity and and we leased a building a month, six weeks before we were going to start our first service. It was only a small building. We were just starting out and I felt this conviction. But also God said to me, I want you to surrender and be obedient to me for the next four weeks. I don't want you to go and work. I want you just to serve the church and I want you, you physically prepare the the building. 
So we got a whole bunch of people together and I'd be painting walls, doing all everything that we could do to get the church going. But I had a need. I had a mortgage. I had children. But I really felt in my heart. I said, well, God, I'd like to do that. But hey, listen, let's just be obedient to God when He speaks to us. And it's amazing the windows or the opportunity opens for God to bring a miracle because He is our sustaining grace. And in that four weeks, I didn't tell anyone. Nicole and I discussed it. And in that four weeks, the first fortnight, I went to the mailbox and we needed $1,000 a week just to live. Every fortnight, the first fortnight, I went to the mailbox and there was a check in the mail, no name on it, of $2,000. A fortnight later, another check was in the mail for $2,000. Exactly a thousand a week for four weeks. I don't know where that came from, but I know that God knows. I was hoping it was going to continue on, but it actually stopped. Amen. Let's walk in faith each day with expectancy. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a great hand of praise. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. You know, this is what we're going to do, and then I'm going to hand the service over in just a moment. Obviously, I'm sure, and I have an anticipation the Lord has spoken to you. And, and I would like us to position ourselves today and say, well, God, you know, I've had a, a number of disappointments. Um, God, there's been delayed expectation and I'm still on the journey. And just maybe, God, I've allowed the disappointment to, you know, pull me back and take some steps back and life experiences, circumstances, grief, crisis, hurt. You know, we've all gone through those things. But in the midst of it all, just like I said earlier, that your God is a good God. And you know what, church? He loves you. He cares for you. And you know what? Father knows and He knows best. I can't understand it. I can't even... You see, I know nothing. The moment we start to begin to understand everything, we, we're in trouble. Because how can you understand a God that has no beginning and has no end? But yet through His sovereignty and grace, He reveals Himself to us through His Son and the power of the Holy Spirit. And, I, I, and I'm not living in denial. I didn't live in denial when we were going through that challenge in our family. I don't go through denial when my children have faced various circumstances. I'm not going through denial, not at all. And I, I will face things as they come in God. But it will not change the fact that God is God and it's gonna take faith to serve Him because without faith, it's impossible to please God. For me, that's Bible. And while people will try to tell me otherwise, for me, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord and we will wait expectantly in Jesus' name. If that's you today and you wanna position yourself and you wanna just shake off or shrug off that disappointment or just those promises that right now are laying dormant in your heart because of disappointment, you've pushed them down. But may the Lord move amongst us today 
that right now that God would touch those things that are dormant for them to come alive again. They're not dead, they're just dormant. Because remember the gifts of God, the call of God is not irrevocable. So if that's you today, before we pray, if that's you, and it's gonna take a bit of boldness, if you want prayer right where you are, saying, okay, I'm gonna position myself to receive. I'm gonna position myself to believe. I'm gonna position myself to hear. I'm gonna position myself for a miracle. And I'm gonna shrug off those disappointments and I'm gonna come with a heart of expectation. If that's you, I would like you to stand. Wonderful God. Wonderful God. Wonderful God. Wonderful God. Just take a few moments. Holy Spirit, we love you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Just take your time. Holy Spirit, speak to your church. Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for every person that is standing. We honour you and we glorify them, glorify you for their life. We just thank you now. There are many that have stood, many that are standing today to raise their expectation before you. And that God, I pray today in the name of Jesus that you would meet them at their level of expectation and the measure of faith that they have, that they would release that faith for you to work a miracle. I pray for a miracle. God, we don't know every situation intimately, but you do. Nothing takes you by surprise. So I pray while you're standing today, just lift your hands to heaven and receive. Couples, families, individuals, right now, receive in the name of Jesus. Leave this place with the Word and the deposit of the Holy Spirit. Leave in strength. Leave in power. Leave with a confidence, a confidence that your God is the source of your expectation in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord another great honor?